Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Empower to Grow. My team and I have taken a much needed break over the summer, but we're back and I'm super excited to be um, coming back with such an exciting already conversations with Jules Rolnick all the way from Australia. Hi, Jules. Hi, Hanan. Hi, everyone. So um, again, I believe nothing is an accident and everything happens for a reason. Um, Jules and I got connected through, um, well, through the universe. I'm just going to put it there. And uh, we just clicked on the first minutes of our conversation. She's seen right through me. And this is an, uh, this has got to be an interesting conversation. Jules is an author and she's a super host when it comes to Airbnb. So she has uh, authored the book Secrets of a Super Host. And uh, her backstory is quite interesting. So I can't wait to delve deeper. But Jules, I always start with what does Empower to Grow mean to you when you kind of read that the podcast is called Empower to Grow? What was, what, how does that phrase resonate with you? Well, it actually resonates with me. I was thinking about this earlier about Empower to Grow. What does that mean? And for me, it feels like a gravitational force, like a magnetic force that is pulling me um, to to do something that's greater than myself. So it's something that's really deep in my soul that wants more than what is what I've got at that time or it's just compelling me to move forward and to continue to grow and get bigger and better and be more than what I am if that makes sense. I'm not sure if that really makes sense, but it's just like, for me, it is this magnetic pull to just, um, yeah, that's how I can only describe it as a magnetic pull to, to be more than what I am. So it's something that's, that's deep in my soul. And sometimes you're empowered to grow through, you want to grow, but you don't know how. And certainly from my experience, I was sort of forced into growing I wanted to grow, but I didn't know how to grow. I didn't know what the steps were to um, grow, but by my circumstances being forced upon me, so to speak. I knew deep down, though, that that was the right, it was it was going to happen. But, um, yeah, I just think it's something that's more than, more than, yeah, more than, more than just where we are now and just kind of that's it yes thank you also the part about the intention like you know as you said you had the intent for growth um sometimes we get stuck with the question of what next and now what um and as you said it's just kind of the universe and circumstances kind of steer you towards that path that you can explore and then that could evolve one way or another so speaking of the evolution and your path um, your story is about being empowered to grow, but more importantly now that also it's become a mission for you to empower others to grow. So tell us a bit about the story, backstory of it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I always knew, I've always known that 
there's a path for me. I, I never quite knew how and I never had the courage to really go out and do whatever I thought I might want to do. But unfortunately, circumstances for me, my husband, when I was in my mid-40s, got quite ill mm-hmm. and it was quite frightening because he had a 15% chance of survival. He got cancer wow. um, and he was a very fit, healthy guy we had t- uh, young children, sorry, and I sort of had handed all my power over to him because he was a lawyer. I was supporting him in his career. I mean, I had, you know, minor jobs, but nothing really yep. substantial. So I hadn't really done much work-wise for probably 15 years. So I was sort of faced with the possibility of losing my husband, husband which was a real possibility because it had started in the bowel, the cancer, and it had gone to the liver. Mm. And I'll never forget, we were um, sitting in the oncologist's rooms and, you know, he said, look, you've got about a 25% chance of survival. And my husband was such a fit guy and he was 44 and it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I was faced with him dying and having to lose everything. I couldn't afford the mortgage. I couldn't afford to keep my kids in the school they were in and I sort of realized I went what am I going to do how am I going to go out and get a job and I had no awareness of I just relied on my husband yeah as you do it was like I'll put him I'll sort of he'll go and work and I'll raise the kids anyway um just so happened at that time I'd come across this amazing book as you just said and none there are no accidents so to speak and I'd come across this amazing book called Rich Woman by Kim Kiyosaki Mm-hmm. And I picked this book up and I devoured it because it was all about becoming financially independent and how to do that as a woman. And what was quite incredible in reading this book was that um, so many women, we and and we all do it. I'm not we all do it, but we're just we sort of want to be empowered, but then we can sort of hand our power over to our husband because it's kind of like I go back to that caveman, you know, man's yep. the hunter and gatherer and the woman's, you know, the, the nurturer. And, and, yep, yep. Yeah. So, but I didn't have a choice. So back it was against the wall. And my husband, Adam, had said to me at the time, oh, there's somebody at his work who had bought an apartment and was running it as an Airbnb. And funnily enough, he said to me, look, this is something I think you'd be great at. And I said, what, Airbnb? I don't think so. You know, how can we afford to buy a property to do Airbnb? Because I didn't want to have anybody in my house as, you know, renting a room or so forth. Anyway, we we realised we could um, borrow money on our home. But what I did initially was I thought, okay, well, if if I'm going to do an Airbnb, I need to go out and understand about property so I sort of just went out and started going to all these talks and I I was like wow I was learning so much and I was getting excited because I thought this world had never been open to me before and I never in a million years would have thought oh property or you know whatever it might be stock market or whatever but the the fascinating thing was I I educated myself because I thought, well, I need to know what I'm doing before I, you know, get a property. And so then I bought a little one-bedroom apartment and then I sort of educated myself on Airbnb and then I just sort of hit the ground running and it sort of took off from there. And as it grew, I became more confident 
and it was just life-changing for me because I'd always had I'd, I'd I've had a bit of trauma in my life I'd lost my parents young and a sister and I kind of have really been on my own on a lot of the journey and it just blew my mind that not only I had created this little I bought a little apartment I'd created this Airbnb but I was so good at it and it was just because I loved you know I loved the guests and as I said I think I went off track before my husband I remember said to me Jules you would be great as an Airbnb host because everybody loves you and they're his words not mine everybody <laughs> loves you you have you have a generosity generosity of spirit Yes. And you just, um, you want to make everybody feel good. So yeah. I sort of incorporated those traits. But, yeah, it wasn't until I actually started the Airbnb that I kind of went, wow, this is this is great and I'm good at this. And that's where things started to manifest. And I realised, you know, by Adam possibly um, dying that I realised, oh, I, I will be okay. I can mm-hmm. look after myself and my children because my children were the motivator. Course. And I, I love that because there, there's so many elements in your story, as you said, first of all, that this capitalizes on your core competences as a human and in, in what you're good at. Um, and as you said, you wouldn't have thought that this could be a channel for it, but you approached it with an open mind and you went ahead saying, this is not my area of specialization, but I'm going to educate myself through it. And this is basically what I do when, when I work with women and making sure to enlighten them from that perspective and change their mindset there is always an opportunity um, just for you to capitalize on your the the most basic core competences that you've got whether as you said um, that being uh, a generous host the organizational skills even the the, to be able to do the logistical part of Mm -hmm. who comes in and where and you know when when you get the, the cleanup and all of this and that this all turns into I can sustain myself and my kids um, financially. I I can do this and not from just a let's survive, but let's thrive doing this. As you said, I mean, reaching even that status of super host on Airbnb, I know is not easy. Look, it's not easy. And I actually, um, because you get, well, graded or reviewed every three months. So it's four times a year get reviewed. Now, at last count, I think I've been a super host about 25 times. And I not only was a super host and I got that badge at my first attempt within three months, I was part of the inaugural uh, Air Plus group. So that's above a super host. So they actually, Airbnb contacted me and said, look, you know, because of your exceptional service and XYZ, we want you to be part of this inaugural Airbnb Air Plus host. This was a few years back. And I was blown away. I was like, really? Me? Little old me who had no self-esteem and, you know, had lots of trauma in her life was just blown away by that because it was like, wow. And then not only that, the fact that my guests, they it wasn't that they were just staying at my place. They were they loved the experience and they loved me. It was like it, you know, I had I've got so many reviews that will that are like Jules creates this, Jules the magic. And what was really um I because I'm somebody who just does things and I'm I sort of go, okay, I, I never really sit there and enjoy my success, I suppose. Yeah, celebrate. And what was interesting when I was writing um, my little book, Secrets of the Superhost, 
I had to go through all the reviews to pick ones out for the book. And I remember feeling like I I was reading the reviews and I was just crying my eyes out because it was like, wow, these people. It's like, you know, when you go to a funeral and, and yeah. people read that little special book about, oh, you know, oh, that person's special. Why is she special or why is he special? And that sort of was such a moment for me because I'm reading review after review and all these people are just, you know, they're so moved because of, the experience I gave them. And that was really what I set out for more than anything was how can I make them have a magical experience? Because what I'll never forget um, Oprah, I, I was watching an interview with Oprah and she said, excellence is unforgettable. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, that's like if you get a coffee down at your local shop with the barista, he makes you a wonderful coffee. Exactly. You go to a restaurant and you have a lovely waiter. You are getting in an Uber and the Uber driver is really nice. That yeah. is so memorable. That is Whether true. you're an Airbnb host or, a, or just, you know, Joe Blogs down the street. Exactly. That to me is so important. That the excellence is unforgettable. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, speaking of um, the experiences, uh, when I was pregnant with our son, I had major craving for ice cream. So I would actually go to Cold Stone and I had a specific recipe of what I wanted in my ice cream. And I would get like five or six tubs, put them in the freezer and kind of literally just feed on them throughout the pregnancy. I remember once I went and um, one of the, the guys serving there, he recognized me and he's like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, fine. He's like, same order. And I got very skeptic because my order had like five or six different, you know, kind of iterations to it. I'm like, yeah, what's my order? And he literally recited my order. And I'm like, I like you, please go ahead. He's like, how many are you having today? And I'm like, I'm having five, just get them ready. Oh, <laughs> but that's gorgeous. Bad. This guy, I don't forget him. I just, I'm like, yes. and at the time that's I it. even had a business that was a fine foods retail concept. I remember telling my husband, I'm like, I wish I could get him out of the place and get him to work with us because yeah. he was just so excellent and in the yes. level of service that he's provided. Um, so I, I love that. So, okay. You spoke about your feelings of um, maybe not worthy enough, um, the dependency on your husband and everything. So if you were to go back and give your 19 year old advice, what would that be? I would say Julie, Life is going to throw you a lot of curveballs and it's going to be hard and you're going to be alone a lot of the times and you're going to have a lot of tragedy. But you are going to triumph and you are going to triumph through sheer adversity, hard work and just, you know, one foot in front of the other. You know, slow and steady wins the race and you will feel at times that there's no one. No one had your back. And at times there won't be. You will be literally on your own, on the ground, crying, feeling so alone. But in that will lie the magic because you will not only find yourself, but you will find your strength. Mm -hmm. And that will pull you up and you will rise up and each experience that you have, you're going to conquer and you're going to learn because that's what life's about. And you will even stand on top of a mountain, Mount Everest, and yes. you will have conquered that. 
and you will find your courage and strength and you will become an incredibly empowered woman through your experiences. But don't despair. Just hold on in those tough times. Hold on and hold steady because you will get through and you will be a force to be reckoned with. I love that. I love that. And I wish a lot of 19-year-olds listened to that at that point in time. I know that I wish I had listened to that when I was 19 years old. <laughs> oh, okay. so do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's but you that's can't tell. Point. You can't. You have to experience, don't you? You can't that's tell. True. You have to go through that ex- those experiences. But from, from that perspective, actually, there's, yes, you can't dictate. Because I know we were speaking earlier about the, the children and I was saying, you know, my son doesn't listen most of the time. But I know that whatever I'm telling him is kind of being embedded into his subconscious programming. And, and that's why I'm putting in a lot of effort to make it as positive and as empowering as possible versus what I had as my programming. And we were talking about our programming growing up as being mostly disempowering, mostly you know doubtful of my own capabilities, of my own core competences. And that's the same for me when I found myself um, 40 with a doctorate degree and all of this. And I realized that I am so disempowered in my own life up, up here first, and then allowing everyone else to, to have that power, as you said, over my own life. And, and this for me was, um, also a life altering journey over the past four to five years. Okay. So taking the other end of the spectrum, what would you like your 90 year old year old self to thank you for today? I would like my 90-year-old self to thank me for everything, every experience I've had, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there have been a lot of hard, really hard times. But I would like to thank my 90-year-old self for that, for those experiences, because without them, I would not be the woman I am today. Mm-hmm. So really, I thank, you know, for even losing my mother young, losing my father, losing my sister, going through nearly losing my husband, raising my children alone, having all these experiences that, you know, often people would say, how do you do it? How did you do it? But you do because you do. You've got two choices and you just do. So I would say to my 90-year-old self or my 90-year-old self would say to me, thank you for all of it, every single experience. I've had no regrets. I love that. And I think a life with no regrets is, is an amazing life to live. And, and this is also another, I mean, sometimes you might go back and say, yeah, I wish I had it, but um, I and know, yet, I know. This, this also made me who I am today. And I think that's a beautiful that's right. thing. Yes. Okay, Jules, you're on a stage and you're talking to tens of thousands of women. And it is about being empowered to grow. What would be that last message you leave them with? Be bold, be brave and have courage. Yes, it's hard. It is hard. But don't take the easy way out because you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. Take responsibility, take control, you know, just do it. You know, there's a wonderful saying, and I've got it here. I love this saying. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Just mm-hmm. take that first step. Yep. Just yep. that first step. Yeah. 
I I love that. I love that. And and I have it on my on my lock screen as well, something along those lines. But it is that it is taking the first step, dream big, and then take the first step. I mean, it's not um, not easy. It's not easy enough. It's, um, you know, as I said, I'm, you know, everybody, well, I call myself the reluctant everything. It's like the reluctant (laughs) author, the reluctant Airbnb host, the reluctant, you know, property (laughs) investor, the reluctant owner builder. But, you know, they're those experiences that really um, make you. So women, all those beautiful women out there, the young the old, you know, take responsibility because you just don't know what magic is out there and and you will find yourself. True. And I'm really, really impassioned about helping women, um, have, you know, find out who they are and because I know I've, I've got um, friends of mine from ages, you know, 70 plus who have lost husbands or their husbands have left them and they've been cheated on and they're left with nothing mm-hmm. because they handed their power over, they handed everything over. They don't even know their bank account details. Yeah. And that breaks my heart. True, true. And um, I say that there is a point where you rise up and say, I'm going to fight my conditioning and what was and the expectations and the you can't, you won't, you shouldn't instructions that we had as women growing up or as girls first. And this is, as you said, this is where I take power back over my own life. Doesn't mean that I walk out on people in my life. Doesn't mean that I just become obnoxious and, and kind of conceited. It just means that there is a lot more to my life that I would love for others to actually enjoy with me. But if I don't have that agency, there's nothing more I could do about it. I love That's this. right. But if there's a tug, if there's something within you that just you know is it's bigger than you, there's something really deep in your soul, just even that first step, it's just that first step. True, true. And it's not easy. As I said, like every step I did, none of it was easy, none of it. But I just had that saying, hold on and hold steady. And one foot in front of the other, slow and steady. That's it. That's 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 the secret recipe there. <laughs> yes, yes. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jules. I know we can go on forever, so we're gonna take the conversation to the uncharted part. But um, where can our viewers and listeners find you in virtual space, and where can they get your book? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I've got a little website, and it's www dot secrets super her super sorry dot dot sorry <laughs> www dot secrets of a super host dot com um i also have facebook and instagram um yeah just under secrets of a super host okay. so we're going to be including all the links anyway in the show notes thank but you, my dear yes my pleasure can you show us the book so we we have to celebrate I can. <laughs> there she is my little secrets of a super host how to become an Airbnb rock star, just Love like it. me. <laughs> Love it. Congratulations on your book. Thank and you, my dear. Taking control over your life and for your husband to have survived his cancer and to be with you and sharing his life with you and, and the kids. Thank you so much. Jules, thank you so much. 
Um, this has been an absolute pleasure and I think much needed in a time where, again, I think the pandemic has challenged a lot of us with um, feelings of helplessness and feelings of life being out of our own control. And I think just as you said, just taking small elements and looking at the first steps of how to regain control over your life, how to literally just kind of carve out your independence, even if up till today you didn't feel independent enough just to be able to live a thriving life and uh, come from a place of empowerment so you can empower others as well. Thank you, Hanan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for our inaugural, well, it's not really inaugural, but inaugural after the break <laughs> episode. And um, this has been a pleasure. Again, as always, love, abundance, and prosperity. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananulbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.